Hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Timeline Astrology. Hello, and welcome back to the Timeline Astrology podcast. Today, my guest is Barry Rosen. He's a Vedic astrologer, and he's joined me today to speak about the Jupiter in Capricorn transit. Um, just to note that we are referring to the sidereal zodiac that is used most often in Indian astrology. And I just want to just give you a brief explanation of a few words that we use, Sanskrit words that we throw into the conversation just before we get started here on um, the interview or the discussion. Um, one of those is um, Abhijit. It's an important um, lunar mansion or nakshatra that is seen to be between 6 degrees 40 minutes and 11 degrees 13 minutes of Capricorn. That's sidereal Capricorn. This is a very auspicious lunar mansion. It's an intercalary lunar mansion, which means that it's overlaying the um, other signs um, or lunar mansions because it's very far north of the ecliptic. So it's not usually taken into consideration for horoscope analysis. It's usually used in more uh, Mohurta electional astrology and it's seen as a very auspicious uh, lunar mansion. Now that's an important one because we do discuss that quite a bit in the transit of Jupiter and Saturn here. The other one then is Pushkara, which is also here between 640 and 10 degrees of Capricorn. And these Pushkara divisions of the zodiac are also seen as a very important, very uh, potent um, and very spiritual uh, divisions of the zodiac that may not necessarily show their strengths outwardly, but they have an inner strength. So I hope you enjoy this discussion on the Jupiter in Capricorn transit. Welcome everyone back to the Timeline Astrology Podcast and welcome to my guest today, it's Barry Rosen. Thank you for coming back to the show, Barry. It's uh, great being here. Yeah, it's brilliant to have you here. And I asked you back because I'm so familiar with your work. Uh, I know that you also uh, write a lot about the transits, um, the upcoming transits, uh, and you have great insights. And so I thought we'd come together and this to be sort of a, um, a back and forth, uh, a bit of like comparing notes on this upcoming Jupiter in Capricorn transit. So um, look forward to talking about that. Um, and there's a lot to talk about, as always, with any transit. So um, I think people really enjoyed your last one, Saturn in Capricorn. So um, now we're going to talk about Jupiter joining Saturn in Capricorn and what that's all about. So welcome, Barry. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'll start it off with... Um, I guess one of the, the main things that I thought about when I, I thought about Jupiter is that story of Gajendra and the elephant, you know, and that um, image of the elephant stuck in the muddy waters of Capricorn and the crocodile biting its leg. And then Gajendra like lifting his trunk up with a flower to Vishnu uh, and then Garuda swooping down, you know, uh, Vishnu's um, Garuda, the eagle. And there's so much in that image, and we could just, for the whole podcast, talk about that alone and all the imagery in that and what that means. Um, but in terms of your first thoughts about um, Jupiter kind of in the swamp, Capricorn, what are, you, what are your first thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, I always think as Capricorn is, is 
you know, the, one of the more, most material signs of the zodiac in a sense it does re represent, you know, the mud kind of represents getting stuck in the materiality of Capricorn represents infrastructure. And, um, you know, there's, there's this, you know, when we get caught in the Maya of, and thinking that our life will be complete if we have lots of material things and we forget about, uh, God and, and why we're here on the planet, then it's like we're sinking in the mud and we need to be saved from Capricorn. And so Jupiter in Capricorn loses its kind of ethical, spiritual nature and it, and it gets, it expands business in, in Capricorn. Jupiter always does good wherever it goes, but in some ways it loses its dharma. And so to me, like a debilitated Jupiter is losing its dharma, being trapped in in the muddy waters of Capricorn, and then it forgets why it's here. And like, I'm like, we forget why we're here and get yeah. stuck in all of that, like that mud that I, really is an analogy of getting lost in the world, in the Maya, in the illusion, the world. And business is certainly one of those things and, and all of that. But one of the other striking parts of that image is um, the offering the flower to Vishnu, to God, you know, even in such peril. It's like when we're really stuck, when we're at a loss, when we, like, it's no matter how successful you are, even if you are a successful business person and make lots of money, uh, that is just as lost, you know, as someone trying to scrape by, you know what I mean? When you're on your knees uh, and, you know, there's poverty and all of that, we can see that, you know, in the world, um, whether you're on your knees because you're in that state or you're on your knees because you've had your fill of all the material riches you could imagine, but yet still there's something missing. And it's at that point where you like, you know, search for something else beyond, um, beyond this life, you know? So I think that's what the most powerful part of that image is not the crocodile in fact, but actually the flower being offered up, um, to Vishnu, to God. And, and it's so beautiful because like, you know, it, it's sometimes like people have such material wealth and then you know and they and, and they and they're bored what else you know why am i here you know i can i have this nice house and you know capricorn for that reason sometimes has this kind of very spiritual nature to it because it's you know saturn so connected to saturn loves meditation and yoga and pranayamas because it 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 balances off that heavy materialism and and, and it's kind of like Saturn and Capricorn wants wants to get out of the swamp also because it knows that you know it, it wants to you know go into its deeper nature um, and, and yet you know it, it, it gets trapped. So with that uh, in mind, I guess we do have to keep this in context because it isn't obviously just Capricorn or just Jupiter and Capricorn. It's Saturn and Jupiter and Capricorn, and it's actually Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto uh, soon to be in Capricorn again. So. First of all, let's just take Saturn and Jupiter together in Capricorn. What are your what is your take on that? What is now being referred to as you know the, the great reset by many people now, but we know it as the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn on the solstice. You know, you know historically, it, it just seems that every every twenty years when we have the Jupiter Saturn conjunction, there's a kind of a big economic shift in the world, a change, and and you know in in um, 19, 19 um, you know, in the stock market, for example, often uh, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction will signal the top of the stock market, not always exactly, but um, we saw that in 1980 and the market fell until 1982. We had a very difficult recession in 1982. Uh, we saw that in 
2000, the market kind of topped out in 2000, and, and you know, we had the dot-com bubble when it burst, and, you know, stocks went down for a couple of years, two or three years. So, um, you know, we, we, can, we can usually use that as a, as a gauge, you know, economically to see that happening again. And it does tend to kind of usher in, you know, we've, and it's already ushered in already because, you know, we have, you know, in the United States, we have over 700,000 people employed, and that's even greater than 1982 and, and even some of the worst times that we've had. So, you know, it is happening and, 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 and yet, you know, the stock market has got, it can, can get very disconnected from the reality of what's going on from the real people and you know the fund managers you know have lots of money and they can computerize their buys and keep pushing things up and mm -hmm. that still may continue um in 2021 is what i'm seeing mm. and i thought we, we were th talking about that um earlier about how you know jupiter on the one hand is seen as debilitated in capricorn but is mitigated enormously by saturn's presence so it's like that could be expressed through that sort of the up of the the market, but not in any way reflecting the reality on the ground. People are unemployed in a recession in reality, you know. You know, the, and the word debilitated, you know, gets overused. We always think of like cripples or something when things something's debilitated. And, and to me, you know, when I when I study debilitated planets, it's kind of that they're out of their dharma. I mean, they're out of their essential nature. And Jupiter is a priest. He's he you know he's the guru. He takes us uh, out of the material world into the spiritual realms and when he's in capricorn he'll bless capricorn a very business sign with his abundance but but he'll forget his his you know why he's here you know he's here to kind of give wisdom and take people out of the mud so that's that's the you know so my experience with debilitated planets is that sometimes they have to work three times as hard to kind of manifest their energies and um mm -hmm. And with that, you know, so if you're if you're Pisces rising or Sagittarius rising, you know, it's a time to rest, and it's a time where, um, yeah, you may have to work three times as hard. Um, at the, on the other hand, the Jupiter Saturn conjunction can is a kind of a lucky double manifester conjunction, and uh, wh wherever whatever houses are connected to Capricorn or Cancer, when you have the double aspect, you know, there. Those, you know, you can manifest things. So like Capricorn rising, you know, if you're in the right Dasha sequence, a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction aspect in the seventh house, Capricorn, say Cancer can manifest a, a, a relationship or a marriage. And, um, you know, if, if, you know, so whatever, so there, there's actually a great, um, there's, there's a beautiful um, manifestation energy you know, uh, with, with Jupiter and Saturn. Again, it, it, it takes the, Saturn is, is also about infrastructure. Jupiter brings luck to manifest the material. And so what houses are connected on the Jupiter-Saturn, uh, on the Capricorn-Capricorn axis can, can, you know, suddenly actually be very lucky, you know? So I, I don't like using the word debilitated. <laughs> it's, it's, well, I don't either because I have, as you know, I have Jupiter in Capricorn uh, in my birth chart. So we can talk more about that in, in my experience of it. Um, and I do have to say that debilitated does also explain a lot of what I've experienced with it in my life. Um, but it's just not as simple as that. It's always more nuanced than that. Of course, we can talk about that more. But I want to bring something else in, of course, because on the one hand, of course, we know that the Jupiter-Saturn combo can show prosperity in many ways. And like that double transit can show manifesting something, making something happen. You have the, the big idea of Jupiter and you have the actualization, the hard work of Saturn come together 
um, in a really cohesive way where Saturn is very powerful and picking up Jupiter. But there's a big but. Um, and that wasn't there last time they were in Capricorn in the, the early 60s, uh, is Pluto. So when we add Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto, which arrives back in again on the 30th of December this year, and was there earlier with Jupiter in spring, um, it just complicates it enormously because it's all these hidden dynamics like a virus, you know, like whatever. Um, you want to talk a little bit about Pluto's involvement in, in all of that? Yeah, uh, Pluto, uh, Pluto, Pluto, one of the key words for Pluto is always power. And, and um, when, we, when you put Saturn and Pluto together, in this case, we have a Saturn-Pluto conjunction, but Pluto's going to be in Capricorn until 2040. And so it, it also, we're going to have a Saturn-Pluto association just because Pluto's going to be in Saturn sign for the next 20 years. Um, Saturn and Pluto tends to create overarching like bosses who kind of want to be overzealous and being in control of somebody, you know, so that can happen in government, that can happen with in leadership. And, you know, um, um, so th there's this kind of like an incredible, it's like power gets out of balance. It gets, it gets, it goes into kind of a dark place. I think, you know, Jupiter and, and Sag, you know, has, you know, is, you know, it has been wonderful on some, I mean, Pluto and Sag has been kind of wonderful and kept waiting for it to go retrograde back into Sag, um, um, you know, because, you know, we thought the lockdowns would ease in, in some ways, but, but, but there's just been this whole point of zealous, um, you know, let's control the people, you know, Saturn Capricorn represents the people, let's control the people with our Plutonian power and you know, let's 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 put their put our will onto the people. And so the question is, what will it take for you know the energy to shift so that the people will rise up and not let the the people in power, you know, take that those controls again? Mm -hmm. Huge huge issue in our world. Absolutely huge issue. I mean, one of the more positive stories I saw in relation to that recently was because um, the other side of that Pluto. Jupiter conjunction is philanthropy. And I saw um, Chuck Feeney, who's apparently uh, the biggest philanthropist in the world. He's given away 8 billion of his wow. fortune over the years and actually mostly secretly. Um, he was Wonderful. found out mostly later because he had to go to court over something. So he had to divulge that. But it was actually all done in secrecy. And this year, and it just slipped the net in a way, like, because so many things have been put out there during a pandemic because you just don't hear about it because of the pandemic news, but he had given all of the rest of his billions away this year. So wow. kind of those kind of stories are very hopeful and optimistic at that, you know, that hidden wealth could be used in more positive ways, not just moved around in kind of sinister ways, you know? Yeah, that's important. You know, one of the things about, um, you know, the, the, the darker side of Jupiter when it gets weak, you know, by afflicted by Saturn, and in Capricorn, is it tends to be more generous. It can be too naive. It may be too falsely judgmental. It's usually, I find, like false optimism. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the one thing you always have to watch out for Jupiter and Capricorn is like you think, you think it's going to be okay, but it isn't. So you have to do kind of a Saturnian reality check. Um, the standard is always about facts and figures and what's real 
not Pollyanna, you know, oh, I think it's going to be fine, you know, I, you know, so when you make you know, Jupiter governs judgment. And so in Capricorn, it tends to have poor judgment, particularly, let's say, if you have an afflicted fifth house in your chart, in your natal chart, but particularly if you have like K2, Saturn or Rahu in the fifth house, it really kind of afflicts judgment. And so if you have a problem with judgment, Anyway, in your chart and Jupiter, the planet of judgment gets afflicted in transit, then it's just a double whammy. You've got to really be careful making major decisions and being falsely naive, you know, or optimistic. And but that the other side of that, you know, like you said, I picked up on the philanthropy is like you the one side of Jupiter is it tends to be generous, you know, when it's when it's actually afflicted, it may be impractically generous, which you know, I, how how can you fault that? And at the same time, you know, sometimes people give more than they can, and then they suddenly, and I've been in the situation in my life, too, where, you know, sometimes I will be too generous, and, you know, I really shouldn't have been that generous. So you always have to do kind of a reality check, like, you know, what are my numbers? Can I really afford to be that generous? Can I afford to make those judgments? Right, Properly. right. Jupiter is in Capricorn, but it also wants to be, desires the opposite sign in, in, in exaltation in Cancer. So it desires that sometimes, and it can be sometimes for me quite high in the sky, you know, where it's like, oh, because of this lack of optimism, right, lack of faith, that actually I'll just be very high in the sky about it, you know, now because I really don't want to deal with the realism of it, because that can be another extreme. But um, I wanted to talk about just about my personal experiences, uh, because I just think they're funny stories <laughs> when you hear about this, because when I was born in 1973, Jupiter was in Capricorn. And, and of course, one way to really kind of have a look around at what it's like to have a planet like that, which usually moves through a sign one year at a time, is to look around your classmates in school, right? And, and just remember them if you, if you don't know astrology at the time. Uh, just remember what they were like. And the funny story that I have is that when I was in school, our math teacher was also our religious teacher. So it was this really funny situation where and we ha we'd have classes back to back. So it's like she literally went from math mode, like serious math mode, to then the bell went. And then she would change mode completely and then teach as a religious class. It was just so bizarre. But the, the fact that our math teacher was also our religious teacher and that um, that's Jupiter and Capricorn. It's like faith in numbers, faith in science and scientists. And no, none of my classmates wanted to hear anything religious whatsoever. It was like so frowned upon. They questioned everything they were told. Um, math was fine, but religion wasn't. So we can get into the nuances, of course, of it as well, because I also have Jupiter at nine degrees of Capricorn, which is Abhijit, um, the lunar mansion there, and also the, the Pisces division. So it's a very different story underneath that, because I think deep down I have a strong faith. Um, and I would say I'm religious in the true sense of the word. Um, but on the outer level, it's like Jupiter's needing proof. So do you want to say something to that? This sense of, because this is a huge topic in the world right now, you know, having faith in the numbers, in the science, in the scientists or lack thereof. Yeah, this is kind of a huge issue. I mean, um, I mean, when I, I just talked with my medical doctor about the, um, the, the COVID tests and, you know, and he said, well, they're 30 to 50% inaccurate, you know, and we give a lot of false positives because if you've had a cold in the last, you know, year or something, or if you had a flu shot or something, I mean, it, the tests can come up positive, even though you don't have COVID. 
And so we have all these decisions being made in the world on huge rises in cases, but are they really tracking how many of those cases actually turn into symptoms and how many people get hospitalized, how many people die? And so there's this whole kind of false narrative about numbers um, you know, based on, on quote, unquote, the science of, of these tests and huge decisions about people's lives and livelihoods and families and businesses, you know, based on these false numbers. So um, it, it's, it's, it's um, you know, will, will Jupiter and Saturn back together in Capricorn bring us the truth again about relying more on numbers rather than belief in numbers as we've had in Sagittarius and we believe this, you know, and I always talk about, I always worry about Jupiter and um, Capricorn lacking ethics. And, you know, we, we sometimes totally believe in scientists. And then, you know, I, I read a number of articles that showed historically how number of, you know, a number of scientists have like, you know, been very involved in unethical behavior. There are huge issues about, you know, ethical issues with science. And we, we, say we, you know, let's go with the science, but scientists aren't always ethical. You know, they have that, hmm. scientists are very Saturn, Aquarian, you know, they're very Capricorn and Aquarian people. And Saturn can have this kind of twisted um, ethical nature sometimes, even though it kind of wants truth, but it gets afflicted in any way. It, it's like, you know, and Aquarius is, a lot of scientists are Aquarian and, and Aquarius has that dual relationship with Rahu and Saturn. Rahu's a little bit of a, hmm of uh you know like let's let's skirt the truth here because i want to get paid <laughs> there's a word truth yeah that is the word i mean because let's face it scientists aren't always even you know if they're not um unethical scientists aren't always right and right this, and and right is, is another word certainly that we can apply here in capricorn and truth and righteousness and jupiter is okay i won't use the word debilitated but Jupiter is said to be weak. It's certainly weaker in Capricorn than other signs. So ethics are out the window, first of all. Um, but again, righteousness is out the window, you know, it would seem. So it's like, are we going to see now a shift to, to that more so? It's kind of like it is a wake-up call in many ways as well, this Jupiter back into Capricorn. By the way, we're recording this on the 19th of November, Jupiter moves back into Capricorn on the 20th in the sidereal zodiac and remains there until the 5th of uh, April next year. So it's less than five months. We've already had three months of it. And then the final one will be from September 14th next year until again, November 20th. So it won't be until this time next year that uh, Jupiter is done with Capricorn, which is quite, it's, it's more unusual. Normally it goes into a sign for a year. It's done with it and that's it. But this, time it's spread out over two years uh in and out three times so it's this up and down phenomenon you know and again that's economy that's ethics that's righteousness all of that truth i mean it seems to be we're at the stage where we just don't know who's telling us the truth anymore and even if they want to tell us the truth that they do know the truth right yeah it's a problem i i wrote an article about uh, neptune and the constellation of Porva Bhadrapada, and and you know that's a long long transit i think it was until 2025 or something but um but but it's kind of like there are all these kind of hidden smoke and mirrors everywhere um and i had hoped um you know even the, the whole issue with the media with the media used to you know we used to count on the media to tell us the truth and now the 
media, you know, in the United States, particularly, is almost like propaganda. Um, and I, I, I had hoped um, when Rahu got out of Gemini that this could shift, but it, but Rahu still has a second house aspect to Gemini from Taurus, so it's still a couple of years before, you know, the media may shift. And I, you know, there's a big need for that to happen, but um, mm. it, you know, it, it's definitely, um, you know, it's a problem. You know, getting the media doesn't believe in truth anymore. I mean, we could relate that to, for those who use the uh, American chart with Sagittarius rising, Right. Uh, that would mean then that this is all occurring in the second sign of finances, but that Saturn conjuncts Jupiter and rules the third, third being all about media and, you know, being told the truth or not. Do you, what do you see there in terms of the conjunction on the solstice? What, what do you see that? How, how do you see that play out in terms of like a reckoning that, you know, all astrologers are talking about this great reset or reckoning that's happening. Do you tie that in with the American chart financially and in terms of this, you know, being told the truth? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, the issue about truth, I mean, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the bankers of the world have gotten the world into trouble now with trillions, dollar, trillions of dollars of debt. And, you know, they've had low interest rates, which pushes stocks up and, which makes money for you know the large large people on Wall Street, and we had you know we had a big reckoning you know in 2008 2008 2009, and um, you know even laws that were passed were kind of like you know somehow have disappeared um, again. Um, so so the, the the bankers of the world just you know have been you know developing trillions and trillions of dollars of debt, and they have no way out of it. I mean you know what do you do with Billions and trillions of dollars of debt. I mean, one of the things postulated by you know some of the, the big big people in you know in Switzerland that want to kind of you know control global economics is is you know to kind of like um, create you know universal income. We know it's a big thing that was up in the United States. You know, we're gonna we, we think you know people you know, Bernie Sanders and other people were postulating we should have universal income for everybody and. Um, but that actually may mean taking everybody's wealth away. And so, um, and that's one of the, um, you know, they want us to become a cashless society and a cashless society means, well, if, if, you know, everything is just electronic, then suddenly money can disappear. And, you know, in Cyprus and was it 10 years ago, or I don't know, 20 years ago, I mean, Cyprus had this huge financial crisis. They had a lot of Russian money in these banks in Cyprus. The Russians used to kind of park their money in Cyprus. And suddenly, Cyprus, the Cyprus government said, "Okay, well, we need to solve our banking crisis. Um, we're just going to take take your account, or we're going to take you know thirty percent of your account." And so, if you had money in Cyprus accounts, I mean, suddenly it disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly a potential problem. Uh, you know, as we move, you know, you know, that's certainly part of the agenda of moving to a cashless society, giving people universal income. Now, if you're if you're if you're poor and you 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 know you're you know this idea of a universal income may be wonderful, but at the same time, Pluto wants to say, well, if you don't do, you know, if you don't do this, that, and the other, then maybe we won't give you a check this month. You know, so you know there's. There's really kind of, this is all, this is very, very, you know, this is all part of the Jupiter saturn pluto conjunction on some level. I mean, it's a great reset. The finances need a great reset. And at the same time, you know, there are incredible dangers. What, what about just uh, looking at the reset from the point of view of it just being a reset, a very necessary reset, whoever's in control or it, who would wish to be in control? I mean, of course, we could go down 
the whole discussion about um you know a country like china a communist country like china which you know the chart we use is capricorn rising itself right. and with pluto is moving through capricorn and then you know that's going to see some big changes in the years to come yeah and you you have to think with this pluto and capricorn for for 20 years that you know probably we have to keep we're going to keep moving toward more socialism and you're right maybe by the time Jupiter gets into Cancer. I don't know, is that, is that 2027 or something like that? There's a big kind 2026. of- 2026. 2026. Yeah. Uh, so some, sometime by then, it, it seems like whatever problems we don't deal with now, you know, with world economics, you know, just, you know, could just rear their ugly, ugly heads and just lead to kind of mm. massive, massive revolution because, you know, as, as you noted, when we were just talking before we, we got on air about the French, uh, the French Revolution, it was like, mm. You know, you said Jupiter and Capricorn, Cancer actually triggered the the power to kind of mm. change it. So the you know, the energy is up for socialism, but I mean, how long is it going to take to happen? And there are incredible gross inequalities in the world, and you know, all these. You know, part of me, you know, I, I grew up in a very poor family, and I am very kind of, um, you know, I, I I understand these values, and I understand how hard people work and how good these people are, and they absolutely deserve more money and, and they shouldn't be kind of, you know, turned into slaves. At the same time, um, you know, uh, world models have not succeeded with, you know, socialist models. I mean, certainly Venezuela, very rich oil, rich company is a huge example of what happens when socialism fails. Um, you know, China China has, you know, has is, is been bankrolling, has huge, huge debts that, that they have to kind of deal with. And it's not like, um, you're right. There could be some reckoning there, just because at some point, you know, they they haven't been living responsibly. The whole world hasn't been re living responsibly with that. Um, mm -hmm. I think I think you know I talked on the air before that I think Juliana Swanson noted this. I think it was at 1275, 1245. I can't remember the year. The last time Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto were conjunct in Capricorn, we had what the start of of a major banking system. We had the creation of debt, and so. Part of the economic reset, you know, with Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto again in Capricorn, you know, means that, yeah, we do have to, you know, the world is going to be, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take, but, you know, how do we restructure, you know, world debt? I mean, you know, do we have the biblical jubilee and we say all debts are forgiven? You know, I mean, can anybody, I mean, a lot of us would love that. And, and I'm not sure, you know, people who hold, hold mortgages, you know, the banks who hold mortgages and, people who you know who who you know are, would not be very happy with that and you know i want to move on from i guess all of the the sort of the business side of it and the sort of the economic side of it as well because there's a lot more to talk about with jupiter and the more spiritual side to talk about with jupiter and capricorn but one last thing to note is that you know the last time pluto was in um capricorn was the industrial revolution so right. i mean there were already the you know the the world economic forum are already stating that we are in the beginning of the fourth industrial revolution, as they call it. And it's this tech revolution and AI and all of that. And how basically, I mean, more and more jobs are going to become automated and we're going to be living with, you know, wearing, you know, the tech more and more in the next 20 years as Pluto moves through Capricorn. So obviously the way we work is going to change completely. Um, but it's just that it'd be interesting to see as well the next time, in fact, that Jupiter goes into Capricorn in 12 or 13 years because Pluto will be pretty much, you know, almost done with it or at least halfway through it or just over that. 
at that stage. So it's like, that's going to be a real reckoning when you think about it, because the economy is going to have to go through a big shift again, while this industrial revolution continues to take hold and changes the way we work. And, you know, you got to think about if machines are coming into our life more and more and we cannot work, what do we do if we're not working? And how do people make money if they're not working? All those kind of questions come up with the, with this AI uh, revolution, you know? Right. Yeah, it is it's quite fascinating. I, um, if your viewers haven't seen it, you know, Black Mirror season three, episode one called Nosedive, they did a really, um, they, they take kind of things that are happening that are very futuristic and they, they expand them into, you know, what's going to happen in, in five or 10 years. And it's a wonderful episode about um, AI taking over people. And, and it's kind of like, and they have that this has already happened in, in uh, China where you have a, uh, you have like a credit score for how well you behave. And if your score isn't high enough, you can't travel, you can't buy this, you can't do that. And this episode, you know, just transposed into kind of an American society. And it's kind of, it's kind of very eye-opening to see what could happen if AI kind of takes over our lives in that way. You know, are you, do you behave and you get your, your helicopter money universal check or do you, you have a low score because you're antisocial and you're causing revolutionary problems and we're going to just, you know, you know, keep you in the skids, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's very, it's very, very interesting to, to see. And I guess it's, it's a scary part of Capricorn, you know, that's a scary part of um, Saturn, you know, the restriction that Saturn can impose. And on the one hand, you know, that's the scariness of it. But on the other hand, there's this sort of safety in that as well. It's that, you know, those people who perhaps don't have anything would prefer to have something than nothing, even if it's like, you know, let's share it all out, right? So that's the other yeah, yeah. highlight that this brings up is that when there's a pandemic, when there's chaos, um, and we can talk a little more about Pan as well, the god Pan, how that relates to Capricorn. And when there is such chaos there there is that kind of um, emphasis on the inequalities that are bound and that's when something's got to give that's when revolutions happen you know they don't happen until then so all those people who um feel that everything is so unjust that's what capricorn's about the people saturn rise up you know so we're going to see that side of it as well but anyway i'd, I'd rather move on from this Yes, uh, quite a bleak picture of the future in, in many ways in that way. But there's also the other side of it. Always we have to um, right. you know, think about um, and that is more spiritual. Now, at the same time, um, if you're, you know, think about the last year and think about Jupiter in general and think about Jupiter as that, you know, the, the big jolly giants, you know, that big planet, expansive growth and all of that and Gajendra, the elephant and just think about our hope and faith in the future and how we've been at a loss, really, you know, more than anything, we've been really stuck in the mud, haven't we? Um, and even I've just seen so many images this year of, um, I don't know if you saw that story. I think, I'm not sure if it was Botswana or somewhere like that, that um, all those elephants died. They didn't know what it was. Okay. They thought it was a virus actually as well, but they think it might've been a bacteria. And there was just hundreds of elephants that were killed with this, oh, wow. yeah. It's just the image was striking. And then there was another um, story of all of these elephants that were killed trying to save a calf down this ravine or this, you know, right? And there was like really disturbing stories, basically, when you see that the symbol of the elephant, it was literally playing out, you know, this story of Gajendra. So that's our faith has been really tested, let's put it that way, for the last year. 
So in terms of hope and optimism and reaching for God or reaching for something higher, um, what, what are your first thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, I, I was around, um, there was a major recession in the United States in 1973-74, and it was pretty bad. The stock market fell 55%. It was a very deep, dark time for people. A lot of people were out of work. And when when that happens, people, um, I was teaching transcendental meditation at the time, and people were, or I was I was very involved in, in, the, in the movement. I wasn't a teacher yet, but people were flocking to the centers to learn meditation and to find something to soothe all the anxiety of what was going on. And so you're right. Uh, when, when the material is kind of not there sometimes, I mean, there, there, there are two recourses. Sometimes people turn to alcohol and drugs just to kind of escape. And sometimes they, they, they seek deeper for God. They, they, they learn meditation. They, they, they seek for something higher. And so that's, like you beautifully said in your article, sometimes it's it's when things are dark that only then, if the material is kind of somehow taken away from us, that we somehow, you know, ask God for help because you know we need we need to reach for that source. So Jupiter in Capricorn aspects ca- Cancer and seeks, like you said, seeks the divine on that level. So it can be a very deep time, you know, in the, in the mud to kind of search for spirituality and i think that's you know, it's kind of a beautiful metaphor uh, that story that you brought up is really kind of you know embodies that that knowledge mm-hmm. and i have seen it i have seen it over and over again and um you know uh, it, it can be a good thing and sometimes it's only when people's materiality is shaken up by you know that that they suddenly realize well there must be more to life because you know suddenly i have all these all my material things are not working and what do i what do i do you know mm-hmm. or even if you get all the riches that you ever desired it's like is it still what do i do what's is this all there is you know right something yeah, yeah. more exactly. than this yeah yeah that's certainly um well i mean that's a lot of people's experience you know uh, that there's this want for something and we think it's that thing but really it's not you know, and another funny story. I've got loads of funny stories, of course, with Jupiter in Capricorn. When I was young, our parents didn't allow us to believe in Santa Claus. Because, so this is a typical Jupiter in Capricorn story, right? It was like, they didn't want us to believe in Santa Claus. That's literally to believe in something we couldn't see. Um, because they wanted us to know that they really worked hard for the money to buy the presents that they gave us. So it's like, we were brought up with this sense of, okay, you really have to work hard for stuff, Right. So that's the other side of it. But there's always been that sort of magic, which I think Jupiter is always pointing towards, no matter how stuck in the mud it is. Um, and we're always seeking that, no matter what it is. And, and we think it's that thing. We want that latest toy, that latest gadget, that tech stuff. But it's not really that thing we want. It's just a piece of junk, right? It's what it does for us, maybe. But even beyond that, it's what it connects us to, which is like magic, you know? Right. I think that's what Jupiter really is, is magic. Um but I mean, maybe we should talk more about that magic because anyway, let me just give you this, this story of, I just, I find it fascinating of uh, the link between Capricorn and Pan, but one of the avatars of um, Vishnu is Krishna, right? So Krishna is, when you look at Krishna and his, his life story and all of that, and, you know, Krishna playing the flute and his gopis, 
Like you're basically transposing that and you're seeing Greek god Pan, right? But the Greek god Pan gets a bit more twisted, doesn't it? He's like got hooves, he's got horns, he plays the pan pipes, he has his nymphs that he enjoys, scaring. <laughs> you know, so it's that kind of, there's that pan, pandemic, pandemonium, panic. This is where we get all of these words from, from the god Pan. So there's the benevolent side of, um, you know, Pan and this sort of, um, it's a nature god. They're all connected to Vishnu, which is connected to nature. And of course, that implies that there's a disconnect. So I'll give you the, the, the most obvious example is the last time Saturn was in Capricorn was when we saw the World Wide Web, the beginning of the World Wide Web. So in a way, it's kind of, again, it distorts it because Saturn, on the one hand, disconnected us all from each other because we all of a sudden went online the last time Saturn was here. And we somehow were connecting with each other, but not really. It's like we're not really connecting anymore when we're connecting online. So now we're seeing this again. Saturn is back here. Jupiter's coming in. And we're all having to go back online again. Everyone is Zooming now. We're all Zooming now. So we're connecting, yes, but at the same time, we're disconnecting and we're more than anything disconnecting from nature, from Pan, from the God Pan. And that's when we're, when we're disconnected from nature, we really are in trouble. And that's why Pan creates panic. To remind us of actually that we're really disconnected from our natural urges, our natural being and nature. And um, it's just fascinating that, you know, you have uh, these kind of stories tied together. And I wonder what your thoughts are on that, tying it in with Capricorn and Saturn and now Jupiter. Yeah, that's really brilliant, Gary. Um, I don't know if I can add that much to what you said. I mean, I I, um, um, I think you and I were talking a little bit before the the, the show that it's almost like the you know uh, Pied Piper leading us to do these things that you know stay stay locked down and wear your mask and, and then maybe you'll be fine. But, but um, you know, we'll take care of you if your business fails because, you know, you know, um, but, you know, it, it, there is this kind of, you know, mass delusion going on, like the Pied Piper, like the Pan, like Pan, you know, concerns me. Hmm. This mass delusion, do you think that, the thing that, that I uh, think about that though, when we think about all of these stories and how, you know, Jupiter, let's face it, I mean, it is weak in Capricorn and it's certainly been weak all year in terms of it being conjunct Pluto and bringing in all those Pluto things um, and not always in very positive ways so I mean we can talk about lots of stories that have been um, during the year in terms of discoveries but if you look at a lot of things that have been discovered and lots of um, leaps and bounds uh, forward in health you know so it's there's a lot of good about this but it's just oftentimes with Jupiter when it's in any way afflicted or weak, we just, we don't know who to follow. And so we follow anyone. Right, yeah, that's true. And, and this, this is the whole problem with, you know, mass, are they good or are they bad? Is, is, is the vaccine gonna work or is it not gonna work? Is it, you know, um, you know it, it's, it's um, we, don't, we don't know it's true anymore. And we just, you know, you, you, read, you read this on the internet and this on Facebook and, you know, and, and you don't know what to believe anymore. So we've been totally like confused by what's real. And, you know, I'm always kind of fighting people, not fighting people on Facebook because like, 
I tend to represent non-traditional views that are not espoused on mainstream media because, you know, I, I, I want to look elsewhere for the alternative truth and not, you know, and not, you know, get hoodwinked into some, some, something that isn't really kind of totally factual. Yeah. And real, I guess that's the word there is real and truth and, and, and right. What's, what's the right thing to do as well, because let's face it, when it comes down to it, I think that Jupiter is, you know, our inner guide, our intuition, that nudge that we have, no matter what science says, you know, because right. they're oftentimes proved to be wrong. And later, later on, they, they, they backtrack on something, you know, and we've seen that time and again, uh, on this, um, and so if you don't feel something is right, if there's a nudge telling you that intuition is telling you that that isn't right, maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, then I think that's worth listening to. Yeah, you know, I think, and I think, I mean, people come to me all the time because I try to kind of, sometimes I publish stuff that's more kind of on the edge here. And people said, I'm so glad that you're doing it because at least I, I felt that my intuition is feeling there's something wrong, but at least you're coming out and saying, you know, saying some of it, and and um, not everybody wants to hear it either. You know, it's hmm. you know, we, and that and that's part of the problem. Even I think with Jupiter going into Capricorn again, is that we can be kind of naive about when do the people take their power back with Saturn and Capricorn, hmm. or do they, you know, get falsely falsely deluded by you know jupiter in capricorn not having the wisdom and the good judgment to see what what the hell is going on you know mm -mm. like I, I think it's a very complex topic of course if we get into what's going on in terms of you know again if jupiter if we keep it on topic jupiter and capricorn is knowing what to do and really we actually don't know what to do and maybe we need to accept that we don't and nobody knows what to do really no leader right. no no scientist no advisor to the leaders know what what is going on really because it's a virus and it's unseen and that there's no expert on the planet on viruses that knows viruses 100 oh we think this is how it behaves and we think this will happen and we think this right so right. we have to all accept that we really don't know the full picture and maybe there's a, also a sense again coming back to capricorn that there's a need to do the right thing even if it's wrong right the, for the greater good do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we're, we're certainly kind of, there's a lot of, you know, I haven't been able to go to, to church since March. Um, and, and, um, and, and so, and again, that's Jupiter and Capricorn also. It's kind of like God is lost because, you know, um, you know in, in the U.S. they allowed massive amounts of people to be in the casinos, but only 50 people could be in church in Nevada. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. what's what's going on here i mean you know it's, it's it is the loss of jupiter in a sense it's the loss of a spirituality that does happen with jupiter and capricorn and and it's, it's fortunately continuing and and i'm a very spiritual being and and all the spiritual things that i'm involved in either they're online or they're canceled and uh, mm -hmm. you know the retreats are gone the church is gone you know um uh, you know um but but i I think that's part of a problem with Jupiter and Capricorn too. And, you know, we should see more guru scandals that usually, usually it happens when Jupiter's in Capricorn. It's just kind of, you know, the reality of what, you know, right. uh, what's going on with that too. So um, in some we ways, have, it's, we have it's, seen that we have seen more scandals come out. We've seen just recently in the U S the boy scout scandal, right. Seen more church scandals. We've seen that come up stronger even again. And it will, like you say, come out probably more and more. 
Jupiter and Capricorn, and, and maybe there's something good to it, but it also, it, you know, and sometimes sometimes people lose their faith. You know, it's it's like you know we've had Jupiter and Sagittarius and Jupiter conjunct K two, giving us more spirituality. You know, the last year, and now Jupiter and Capricorn, like there's a loss of faith. You know, if we learn about corruption in the church, or we you know we learn about can't even go to church. You know, we lose our community. Jupiter is about community. Um, you know, Jupiter Saturn, I think, is 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 is, is forcing loss of community, and particularly with Pluto, and and it's 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 something that I miss greatly. I, mean, I live in a town where there's a lot of community, and you know, you know people barely talk to each other now. So, you know, it, it's uh, I think that's a problem with Jupiter and Capricorn, and I, I'm quickly I'm, I'm happy that Jupiter will be in in Aquarius by by um, um, you know by April, but you know there are um, to me the worst part of and Jupiter's actually I think has this kind of to, to me you know, Jupiter is so strong you know it's it's in Sag and it, at the very end of Sag it's very strong Pushkara to there and then it goes into Capricorn it's it's only the first five degrees that it's really you know really really problematic and then I think even later by December we get into Abhijit Nakshatra through January and Saturn goes into Abhijit Nakshatra which is the most auspicious Nakshatra ruled by Lord Brahma and um, tends tends to really kind of so. I, I'm I'm just wondering if even the next month is is not even kind of part of the darker side, and that maybe the Jupiter Saturn conjunction and the solar eclipses will finally kind of trigger something larger to happen in a good way. And maybe you know um, I know some of my colleagues think that's the case. And I do think that is also the case. And great that you brought that up because I think we really need to steer the ship around even this this conversation right now because it could we can get really stuck right in 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 all of these things. Right. I think that things are going to lift pretty soon. Um, and like we use the analogy of the markets going up, and in, in reality that there's a recession and people are out of work. That's we also have to acknowledge that that's the combination of Saturn and, and Jupiter. But like you say, and that's the the most important point in all of this. Um, is that once Saturn and Jupiter come to exact conjunction at six degrees, at six degrees, 40 minutes is this beginning of this Pushkara, which is basically a very spiritualizing zone in the Zodiac. And then there are many of those around the Zodiac, but actually this is where I have my Jupiter. And this is why, you know, I'd look around at my classmates and right. think, why don't they have an interest in religion? You know, we all have Jupiter and Capricorn, but I have it in this division. So I had this deep, spirituality and, and and need for religion always and so, so that's what we're moving towards in uh, at christmas and i do think that this christmas is actually going to be a great opportunity to tap into that spiritual essence of christmas more than ever because if you can't have you know the the glitz and the glam and the, all of that and being around people well what's truly important then what what do you connect with beyond all of that you know that, that's my take on that. I think we are actually going to see a big shift around Christmas. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Um, you know, I, I sometimes I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, you know, I might have Saturn out in Macarca, so I can always get a little gloom and doomy. <laughs> <laughs> I've just, I've just kind of worried about Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto going being conjunct again, like we had last March through May, which is a very hard time for people. And I just, um, Oh, I have no doubt this is also going to be very hard. So I don't don't get me wrong. I do yeah, think yeah. it's going to be a very hard winter. But I'm just saying that there's also a great many good things that have come out come out of a really bad situation. And it goes back to your metaphor, you know. I mean, your your Puranic story. It's like you know, God's grace 
is sometimes even stronger when people are stuck in the mud to kind of make sure they're taken care of. And I think, you know, as a very spiritual being, I just, I just know that, you know, even in my worst times that, you know, you know, miracles happen and things kind of come out of nowhere to kind of get me through the hardest times and, and having faith and, 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 you know, being realistic about what you have to do with your life at the same time, you know, realize that you're always taken care of, even though it seems like you're, you're in the mud, you know, like a Gajendra and, um, um, but somehow there, there is grace, there is grace, even though it, it sometimes seems very dark. And, and I, I can't help but thinking, you know, just in a positive way is that there, there is a lot of, you know, in a sense, there's been this huge battle between light and dark on the planet. And, it, you know, it, it, you know, if, if things play out properly, it could be that, that all these dark forces, you know, are going to, to be, you know, shown to who they, who, 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 who they really are, you know, right. That's my hope. Yeah. And that's an, also my hope. And I think we have to hold on to hope because um, let's face it. I mean, if, you know, morale really takes a dip over the winter, uh, we need something to, you know, to tide us over. We need some hope, you know, in something, you know, in, even if it's not, you know, a thing, you know, that, you know, a lot of people are going to, you know, go out of business and, um, you know, are going into severe poverty and, um, you know, it's not going to be an easy Christmas for many people. So, I mean, there, there has to be some hope in something, you know, even if it's not a real tangible thing, you know, and I do think though, like we, we're saying now that there is going to be a turning point. And I think the turning point may be that on the one hand, there's this new hope with this vaccine, for example, whatever you believe personally about a vaccine, right? in terms of the, the global population, that people will get more hopeful that actually this could be handled better now. And that group, herd immunity and all of that can be implemented, you know, in terms of the vaccines and all of that. But at the same time, it's Saturn and Jupiter. And that Saturn is kind of saying, yes, but vaccines can only do so much. You know what right. I mean? So it's always that Saturn voice with the Jupiter. So it's, we're never allowed to get that hopeful with Jupiter and Saturn in Capricorn. So it's almost like an attentive optimism, not a knowing any means uh, like a, in a, a pie in the sky glorious triumphant return to like you know it's it's not going to be that i don't think yeah uh yeah it's uh sorry to give you that just a bit of a downer i wanted to try and and end this on a, on a high note if that's even possible but again i don't think we can do that because that we're not also doing justice to it we're not you know telling it like it is which is what capricorn and saturn is all about anyway it's about let's wake up this is the reality of the situation but at the same time, we, we need hope. Again, that's what gets us out of bed. Without that, we just wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's true. Um, so give, give us some hope from this. I, I think you just have to kind of, you know, think back in your life is, is like, you know, during your dark, darkest times, even though when things were the hardest, wasn't there somebody who came and kind of lifted you out of the mud and, and some, some kind person came or somebody you know something happened and 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 then when you look back 10 years um you got if, if i hadn't gone through that horrible divorce or that horrible hospitalization or whatever that 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 i i wouldn't be the person i am today so i think um you know center always gives this kind of sometimes hard lessons and and um 
I think the the beauty of it is, you know, I, in, in my book, I always talk about Saturn. Saturn is about moving us into the present moment. Um, you know, usually we worry about the future, we're angry about the past, but you know, Saturn wants us to to be in the present moment. It wants us to um, enjoy, okay, we're locked down, I'm going to enjoy playing with my kids, I'm going to play games with my family, I'm going to do all this cooking that I haven't time to do, I'm going to spend more time with my wife. So there have been, you know, there have been some positives to the lockdowns if you if you search for them, you know, like, you know, with Saturn and surrender, sometimes it's just, it's acceptance. Can we, can I just accept what's going on and, and somehow find the joy in, in what, what I'm given? And, and then the Saturn rejoices with that. Um, and so I kind of think, um, um, you know, I, 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 I am hopeful that, you know, uh, as we get probably past uh, into late December, um, you know, that things may turn up and I am hopeful for Jupiter and, and Aquarius, but, you know, I think people also have to kind of, you know, wake up to what they need to do in their life so that, that they're not, you know, a victim of, of whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. But you have, you have, you always have to kind of turn to God and you have to just remember that you've always been taken care of. And there's actually no such thing as death. I mean, you know, death is an illusion. You have to kind of know that and read books like Elizabeth Cooper Ross, who kind of interviewed people who died on the operating table and what they experienced. And, and I think if you realize there's no such thing as death, it suddenly kind of takes away all the fear that that you have about the pandemic or poverty or whatever. You know, just somehow you have to kind of remember that God's really taking care of you and, and, and go back to that. Otherwise, you know, you can't get out of bed, you know. Well, and help I, others, help others. I mean, the whole thing is if you're in a situation where you can help others, certainly you can give charity online, um, you know, help others if you're in a position to do that. And, and, and then you're always taken care of. Charity is very important. Even, even beyond Christmas, people forget, people think about it, they always give it Christmas, but, you know, January, March comes around, it's still a problem. You know, if you can give, give, you know. Good, good, good advice, because I think that's, that's really um, embodying Jupiter by, right. that, by, you know, being charitable, by being generous, by giving, you know, and that's what Santa Claus is, you know, that's right. what Santa Claus represents. And I'm thinking about me as a poor little child, not believing in Santa Claus and thinking, you know, well, actually, no, my parents have to work really hard to get me these presents. That was the, There was no belief in something that, you know, was all that fanciful or magical flying through the sky, you know, but we do need that. We need that belief in something that is, just not tangible, you know, that kind of magical essence. Um, I, I remember once, uh, maybe I'll leave it with this story. I remember once I, uh, you know, you're very familiar with the uh, the number 108, that mystical number is right. where when you start looking for it. But I, I challenged myself to kind of like really dive into it. And I basically, I, I wanted to see this number everywhere. I just was just so tuned into it. And so I saw it everywhere. So it would just turn up in random places all the time, 108, 108, 108. And then my mind, of course, being Jupiter and Capricorn, was constantly driven from, oh, is this just my mind making this up? Because I don't know if you're familiar with that phrase in uh, psychology, they call it um, apophenia, where the mind, you know, extracts meaning out of meaningless randomness, right? So it's like we're looking for, like, this is, let's face it, you could say that's what astrologers do. We're just looking at patterns and we're trying to extract meaning from it, psychologists would say, right? Right. But the other side of my Jupiter in Pushkara, in that division, in the Pisces division, in Navamsha, 
it's like that spiritualizing force of actually no there is something there is some like it's like breadcrumbs it's like it's like this meaningful breadcrumbs like being laid out for me on my path you know and so something as random as that like just looking for a number that you want to see that you want some proof that there's some magic that there's something out there right that there's some whatever it doesn't even have to be god right it can just be something like there's something more meaningful than what i can see and touch and deal with and prove and scientifically prove actually have trust and faith in something beyond all of it so it's just funny how you know my mind goes to both of those and i think that's from my personal experience and perhaps maybe for yours and for everyone's when jupiter now moves through capricorn with saturn is that it is a wake up call there is a lot of realism there's a lot of things serious things to deal with but there's also an ability to go beyond that again thinking about that image of gajendra and offering the flower up and offering whatever we can like you say charity giving something up you know um and yeah and i'm hopeful too ultimately um so um thank you barry really appreciate you coming on today and and talking about this um what i think is a really pivotal time in the year the great reset as everyone's calling it and hopefully we'll you know it will be a very positive reset ultimately um but we know as astrologers that it's going to take some time that this is just turning a corner of a very a very large corner you know in in our history so it's, it's um, a beginning it's, it's, it's actually a beginning. beginning yeah absolutely so i wish you a good beginnings then okay. <laughs> or ending or whatever it is for the uh, the end of the year and the new year and again thank you so much for um for coming on the podcast great carrie good, good to be here take care thank you very much thank you for listening to timeline astrology podcast if you'd like to learn more about Barry Rosen and his work, you can go to AppliedVedicAstrology.com. My own website here is TimelineAstrology.com. If you'd like to get in-depth daily reports and monthly forecasts and video presentations and join the Scorpio Video Club, you can join me at Patreon.com forward slash TimelineAstrology. Thanks again for listening and until next time.